My name is Jennifer Lanzalinas. I am an undocumented first-generation immigrant here um, in Los Angeles, California. That's where I'm lo currently located. I specialize in, in trauma, depression, anxiety, um, and a lot of little knickknacks in between all of that. So we were talking earlier about how today is the first day of Mental Health Awareness Month. So mm -hmm. we wanted to like do an episode where we're talking about different coping skills and stuff like that. And especially with your expertise, I think this would be a great, great opportunity for anyone listening as well to kind mm -hmm. of take this day and reflect on maybe their own journey and how can they incorporate some of these into, into their day to day. So I would just open the floor for you to start and we'll get going. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. This is a really great topic. Um, and yes, um, as it's the first day of Mental Health Awareness um, Month, it's just a big overall topic, as we were trying to mention. It was so hard to narrow it down. Um, yes, bringing it in, like, mostly the coping mechanism of, like, how can you support yourself throughout this week? How can you support yourself not only this week, this month, this year, um, but overall, when you are struggling, because in reality, we all struggle, especially when it comes with all these day-to-day -day stressors on the micro level, on the meso level, and on the micro level, we just hear constant news that is constantly hurting us, constantly draining us, constantly on our mind. So it's like, how can I just forget and move on? Like, you know, like, how can I just do that when there's so much around that is either negative impacting me as an individual, impacting my family as an individual, or impacting my country as an individual, uh, impacting the world. It really depends on what you are struggling with. It really depends if it's either depression, anxiety, or any other mental health illness, knowing that you're really not alone in this struggle. That was the most important thing. Me as a human who also suffers from mental health um, really like helped so much because I honestly believed I was alone fighting depression. Mm -hmm. I was alone fighting like all these demons, right? We call them demons. And in reality, it's like, that's what it feels like. These mm -hmm. monsters, these scary little things, um, taking away our joy, taking away our liberty, taking away um, our socializing communication skills. Um, and we feel like that on a daily basis and we feel so alone, but you're not. And that's one of the most important messages I really hope to come across anybody that's either listening, watching, et cetera, that you are not alone battling everything here. And that you are not alone surviving. We are all surviving in many different ways, in many different forms, with many different faces to it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that just totally spoke to my soul so deeply because that's something I've been starting to say is like, we don't realize the power in reframing what we say as mm -hmm. well. You know, also being someone that struggles with mental health, it's like for a long time I was telling people, so speaking exterior, saying that I'm struggling with uh, severe anxiety or, you mm -hmm. know, I'm really struggling. And it was always that word of like struggle, struggle, struggle and giving myself that alienation of like, I'm the only one who's struggling with this extreme form of like panic disorder whatever it may be and then I started changing that and saying no like like what you said we're surviving but we're also thriving through it because despite what we're going through we're mm -hmm. still here every single day listening to podcasts reading getting better mm -hmm. putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations and I've been telling you know some of my other friends that um struggle with anxiety or the similar kind that I struggle with that I've met actually through TikTok um is that we are warriors of anxiety because every day we get up and we face it and we keep 
keep going and also remembering that like those little steps are huge and not comparing Mm -hmm. our steps to other people because like you said as much as we think we're alone I feel like a lot of times we compare because of what you said we're always digesting so much especially like TikTok is a blessing and a curse right Mm -hmm. we can find a really healing uplifting community and connect with other people but then maybe we're seeing stuff that's actually triggering us subconsciously and we just digest 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 but uh, I love what you said about how we're all surviving through it as well and we need Mm -hmm. to acknowledge that all of us collectively have some degree of something we're struggling with or trauma we don't know but I always Mm -hmm. think that like you don't know what someone's going through unless you hear their story you know Mm -hmm. so that's why I also like really love how all these conversations I'm having with other people are showing that we can be from completely different worlds completely different Mm -hmm. states different ages different everything and connect on maybe what PTSD or or anxiety or trauma and and it's just remembering that we're not alone like you said that's the most Mm -hmm. important part so for someone that is really struggling right now what would you recommend maybe if they're struggling with a lot of anxiety or feeling overwhelmed what would you say to them is a good way to start coping in a healthy way because we can cope negatively mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so how oh, would yeah. you say is a good way to start coping in a healthy way right and that's such an important question and I'm gonna say it's exactly how I say it to my clients and the first step to really anything to any trauma work, to any work with mental health is compassion. Um, I heard somewhere that compassion is the antidote to trauma. And when I first heard that, it's like, it was a mind, like, like, I blew my mind, really, because it is true. First, you have to give yourself that compassion. And what compassion really is, is just being okay with something right now. Mm -hmm. It is, you're struggling right now. It's okay that you're struggling. It's to hear that to yourself. Tell yourself that it's okay. Instead of like that self-critical like critical person that we always like go back to, you're like, um, and we're really good at like beating ourselves up. We're really good at being really mean. But when you're giving yourself compassion, you're giving yourself a different form of love. Mm-hmm. You're giving yourself a different form of existing. You're giving yourself a different form of patience. You're not expecting somebody to give you patience. You are not cultivating that patience, that love, and that space in you. So the first thing I always tell people with this is to be compassionate with yourself. So instead of hearing that, like, you should have gotten up, you should have gotten not routine, you shouldn't have ate that, you shouldn't have um, worn that, etc. Like, it's okay that I did this. It's okay that I didn't um, go through this routine all the way. It's okay that I didn't get up today. It's okay that I liked um, one meal today because it really is okay. Mm -hmm. And to hear that it's okay and to know that it's okay to not be okay is like, again, one of the most biggest things I tell my clients is to learn to become self-compassionate with yourself and lower that self-critical voice in our own head. Yeah, I I just yeah, I'm like so speechless because it's just so true. It's like something that I myself recognize after like going to therapy and doing like various life coaching is that 
you know, I wasn't speaking to myself like I would speak to my family or like my best friends, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a very important mm-hmm. reflection that like when you sit there and realize who am I to other people? I motivate people. Mm-hmm. I believe in people. I will mm-hmm. do anything for the people that I love. But then 24 seven in my head, I was telling myself, you can't do this. You can't do that. How are you struggling with this? Why can't you go out of the house? You know, I was constantly all those like negative, negative thoughts. And I know a lot of yeah. us struggle with that. And I don't mm-hmm. think that we fully realize how destructive that voice can be to our inner world. Because for me, I know I got to the point to where I lost trust in myself because I was mm-hmm. always beating myself down. Like you said, it's kind of like we need to create a world where we're giving that fuel from ourselves, you know, loving ourselves I don't know, just kind of nurturing ourselves. And yeah, like you said, being compassionate because it starts with us. And if we don't feel that for ourselves, then how are we ever going to find it in the world? You know, Mm -hmm. we're going to keep moving from a place that's dark and not full of that love and compassion. So yeah, I deeply resonate with the importance of being compassionate. What habits would you recommend to someone to start like, listening to their inner truth and start really being more compassionate yeah so when it comes to really to really learning about compassion is to first learn about your inner critic and to learn about your inner critic and the thing that's like especially i tell mostly everybody that i try to meet is your inner critic isn't you your inner critic becomes your voice over time but it doesn't become from you it doesn't come from you you're a compassionate human being from the moment you are born our inner critic is developed of the voices that we hear throughout our lives. So it's first analyzing who did I hear this from? If you're hearing like, you're, you're so mean, like, oh, you're so, um, like you're so fat, like you're so, you're so thin, um, like nobody's gonna look at you or whatever that, whatever that inner critic is, where did I hear this from? Who told me that? And is this true? we can't learn compassion if we don't know where our inner critic started we can't dive and create more and try to battle that voice because that voice that voice is very strong Mm -hmm. it is a very strong voice it will go deep and we feel it in our body because our body knows our body feels it. you get that knot in your throat we start getting a headache we start getting that like that chest feeling that stomach feeling um and it shows up however once we start diving into like one, where does that inner like self-critical voice come from? Who told me that? What was going on during that time? Start asking these questions and you're gonna see that that voice never became, was never yours. It was a tia, it was a tío, it was an amiga, it was a prima, it was a, it was somebody, it was a teacher, it was a random kid in elementary school. Yep. <laughs> and they live rent free in your head. Yep. They and they have stayed do. here and they've gotten louder. Yeah, I actually think that that is so impactful for myself to hear, for everyone to hear is also kind of like, I think that, like you said, that voice can become so strong that we lose sight of our true inner voice. And that's something that I myself has, have really been struggling with over the past two years. And what I noticed was once I started peeking over the brighter side, kind of like getting out of that hole, I started realizing that that true voice that is my true compassionate self Yasmin you know the inner core once I heard her again I heard how small it was like how small Mm -hmm. it had gotten and it's like Mm -hmm. she was whispering and then my inner critic was so loud and like so overbearing and it was so like impactful to almost see that 
this is actually my truth and I see it and I feel it, but it feels so small right now. And that's what has happened through losing trust in myself, not listening, you know, neglecting, pushing mm -hmm. it down and kind of not listening to it. So it's like, we're always in this constant journey of how do I bring this back out? You know, how do I yeah. start to see that my inner critic is like you said, a collection of all these doubts, judgments and realities that aren't ours. You know, like mm -hmm. you said, we're all born with our truth of our compassionate, loving self. And, I feel like a a big thing once you start like your really deep healing journey of like, I don't know, going to therapy or seeking help and really starting to be true to yourself. Part of that is like really accepting how high has this gotten? How is this mm -hmm. disbalance? You know, and how do I make my truth come back? Because that is where I'm moving from. And I don't know. I know for myself, I just didn't realize it was that off you know and it was yeah. so I was like whoa what happened <laughs> you know yeah so it's all like that balancing act of how do I start to lift that inner voice back up from my own personal experience something that I really struggle with when I'm getting overwhelmed is grounding and I know grounding is something that is super important and for many of us to learn about, you know, speak about, find out different skills and coping mechanisms to actually ground ourselves. What would you recommend for someone who's wanting to learn how to ground themselves? One I could share today is called Compassion Compressed. So this one you could follow along with me and it's basically a short one where you're putting both of your hands on like over your chest with a small pressure, not heavy, not too hard, just a slight pressure. And you could sometimes feel your heart and slowly just feel like your body right there. Just a slight pressure hold. And then as you press down, you can either close your eyes if you're comfortable looking down or looking somewhere um, off into the distance. And it's giving yourself that compassion as you take a deep breath in. You take a deep breath out. And I'm going to use the words, I am safe, I am worthy, I am okay. I am safe, I am worthy, I am okay. And you would just breathe that in as long as you need to. As long as you want to say those words to yourself. It can be one affirmation or two, but as you breathe in, feel your body and notice any shifts. And then when you're ready, it's a slow rub to your chest, whatever feels comfortable to you, and slowly come back. That is so beautiful. I love that. <laughs> so, and also, like, just so so the listeners understand, from your side of things, like being a therapist, what does that specifically do to ourselves? You know, can you kind of explain mm -hmm. what shift that produces within us? Because I know I feel it. I definitely felt much more like tranquil. But from your side, what would you say is what's going on when we do that? Yeah. So when we are in this survival mode we are not acknowledging how our body's feeling our mind and our body are completely separated we are pushing through those emotions we are pushing through our body sensations that we don't feel our heart rate increasing we don't feel our shoulders tensed up we don't feel our jaw clenching or our face like 
um, flexing or any muscle really to flex. This one with this exercise, the compassion compress is where you're pressing that slight press on your chest. You are telling your body that I'm here. So you are in a way holding hands mm -hmm. with your body. Like when you hold hands, it's a safe hold with somebody you feel safe with. This one is here in your chest where you're able to feel your heart, mm -hmm. where you're able to feel the somatic sensation, both with the press and your heart beat. At the same time, mentally, spiritually, you're giving yourself the compassion. So you're giving, you're providing yourself with these affirmations that I am safe, I am loved, I am enough, I am beautiful, I am powerful, whatever you need in that moment to feel safe and comfortable. You're giving yourself spiritually those affirmations. At the same time, that increases emotionally with your body's now sensing that you are safe. And you feel that shift in emotion. You feel that shift in your um, in your body somatically. You can see how like your shoulders still go down. You can feel that you can actually now take that deep breath. Where at first, that first one might have been a little bit more harder. Mm -hmm. But after like the third one, you're just, you can then breathe. So that's what that does. And it's a very quick. It's a very discreet one. So you could do that whenever, whenever you need it. Mm -hmm. um, and I do encourage you to practice it. Practice it when you're calm. Practice it when you wake up, practice it when you go to sleep, practice it when you're on a break, um, whenever you need it, it's there. Yeah, and I love how you said that, like, whenever we need it, it is there, because I feel like a lot of times, and, and they're great, too, like, I know a lot of coping skills that are like, oh, get ice, you know, like, get this, get mm -hmm. that. very kind of, like, temperature stuff, and those are really great, but we won't always have that readily available, and this is something that you could literally center yourself and give yourself that safety or that like hug or you know that embrace so I love that mm -hmm. yeah it's so true it's a no supplies needed just your own heart <laughs> you know? yes I love that yeah <laughs> especially since it's mental health awareness month what would you say is good to keep in mind for the rest of the month and for the rest of the year right but what would you say is good to keep in mind to pause and to cultivate joy when you cultivate joy it's really not just like making joys of like oh wow I got like um, a big promotion at work or like, oh, wow, I finally like got the acceptance letter for grad school or school in general, right? Because um, those are big. However, just how uh, there are big joys in our life, there are also little joys like, um, oh, so, like I get to call out of work today or hey, like um, I don't have to drive like 20 minutes in traffic. It's more 10 minutes in traffic. That's a joy. Then, like these little joys are so little and it's the little ones that will get us to the big joys. So when I say cultivate joy, it's to really look at anything that makes you feel good. Um, not just happy, but content, playful, joyful, um, ecstatic, ex you know, excited, um, anything blissful, euphoric, very, all the little moments. The little moments like oh i get to play a podcast that i like aka this one uh, <laughs> I or guy. i get to read a book <laughs> mm -hmm. i get to wear my favorite shirt that's joy mm -hmm. 
I love that because I feel like a lot of times, like you're right, that we kind of focus on like that big, obvious sense of like accomplishment, happiness of joy. But if we really stop for a moment, we have so many little pieces of joy during our day. And if we start to shift our mindset to recognize the, recognize those more, it can only help you. You know, like you said, enjoy the fact that you can read a book, get a cup of tea, you know, make your me time, make it something special, you know, and start to give significance to those little things. I love, yeah, that reframe of like, there's so much significance in the little things. It doesn't all have to be this big monumental life thing, which is awesome too, you know, yeah, celebrate them, you know, (laughs) but also celebrate those little wins. You know, I feel like a lot of times, and I know for myself, I also struggle is when you are like in a dark place of like going through your mental health and trying to heal and doing all these things, it can be really easy to kind of live a life so focused on trying to get out of that hole that you forget to celebrate those little wins or you forget to enjoy and bring bliss and happiness into the little mundane things that maybe to someone else, it's not a big deal that you sat in your car today. But for example, for me, that's a big freaking deal because I didn't sit in my car for months, you know, so it's like also knowing like that your wins maybe they don't look like someone else's but that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you shouldn't celebrate them and Mm -hmm. remind yourself that like you are worth feeling that joy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes all the yes right there yeah (laughs) well I've had such an amazing time talking with you I would love to have you back on if you're ever interested and I'm sure everyone is going to love everything you have to say (laughs) and I just thank you so much and I respect so much what you're doing in your career and I'm sure you are just making such a big difference in all of your clients lives just to close off too is there anything else that you would want to say to someone who's listening to this or maybe um, going through a hard time or you know living through healing their traumas is there anything that you would like to say just to remind them of from from you you know from Jennifer not just from the therapist but from you from your soul (laughs) yeah so one of the biggest things is you're not alone you're human (laughs) and being a human you come with compassion as a human you are able to make you're allowed to make mistakes you're allowed to relearn giving yourself the privilege to make a mistake and providing yourself with the understanding that you are learning is already enough. You are enough. And if this conversation hit close to click close to home to you and you're wanting to find a therapist, um, check out latinxtherapy.com or openpathcollective.com, um, therapyforlatinx.com, therapyforblackgirls.com. These are directories that are there for you, for people of color, for Black, Indigenous people of color. And we are here. We are coming. We are ready for you. We're here to like, just be with you. I love that. Yeah. And it's like giving that call to people to just like know that there's people like you there, you know, and a lot of times I spoke about this in a different episode as well about how we get this fatigue of trying to find someone who's finally going to help us. But you are living proof that, you know, if you were trying to find, you know, that person that you can resonate with, and that's going to really help you, they're there. And like you said, they're waiting, they're waiting for you, you know, I'm waiting. Yeah, you're waiting for anyone who's listening and would love to get into like contact with you follow you support you and see your content um can you share your handles for tiktok and instagram so they can find you of course you can follow me both from on instagram and on tiktok at mujeres x psych 
Um, there you'll find me. You can also find me at um, at our group private practice um, website at emdrintraumatherapy.com. And you can find our group practice there. And yeah, those are the main three places you can find me.